the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Roger Franklin Williams Show. And this is my time. Keep it here as Roger talks about local and national issues important to you. Talking with the leaders and newsmakers in our community. We might have a little fun along the way. It's the Roger Franklin Williams Show. And now, here's Roger. Welcome to the Roger Franklin Williams Show. Program that's dedicated to protecting, preserving, and defending America's founding traditions of God, family, country. It's great to be with you today. Have another great show for you. It's always wonderful to be with you a few minutes every week to talk about the issues that affect us in our community, our state, and our nation. And of course, on our program, the Roger Franklin Williams Show, we do that from a perspective that honors America's founding traditions of God, family, country where we acknowledge that our rights come from God and government is here to protect those rights, not to dictate to the people. And of course, those rights come directly from um, the creator and they are natural and inherent foundation upon which our country was founded. Later in our program, when we look forward to being joined by Pastor Doug Bankston of Apopka, and of course, he's also a city commissioner in the city of Apopka. Uh, But our first segment We'll be joined in just a moment by a regular contributor and our, our friend, Mr. Vito Fira of Network Sound and Video. Before we go to Vito, of course, I want to remind you that our program is sponsored by our friends over at Florida Door Solutions. Do you have garage door problems? Florida Door Solutions has your solution. You can find them at FLADoor.com. That's FLADoor.com. Or just give them a call at 866-FLA-DOOR. And, of course, tell them Roger Franklin Williams sent you and you heard it on 1520 WBZW, Popka's hometown station, and 105.5 and AM 660, The Answer. Now let's go to Vito. Hey, good morning, Vito. Thank you for joining us. Good morning, Roger. It's a uh, blessed day today. Now, Vito, and I want to, before we you know get into talking to Vito, of course, I want to remind you once again that, of course, throughout the summer is a wonderful time for weddings, for reunions, for, for a lot of great events, wedding showers, um, great, wonderful events where people come together and gather family outings. And, you know, of course, we want to, many of you, many of us have preserved those wonderful events uh, on um, media. The problem is, for many of us, is that the media we, we uh, preserve them on are now outdated and, and, in fact, even obsolete in many cases uh, or even damaged. Well, uh, I the, Vito and Network Sound and Video can take that obsolete, out-of-date, even in many cases, most cases damaged media, fix it, convert it to modern-day online digital media, and you can use it and enjoy those wonderful memories once again. And uh, so, uh, Vito, why don't we just start and just have you share a little bit about uh, the first thing you'd like to talk to us about today. Yes, uh, Raj, uh, you brought up a great point there about that some of the tapes are being damaged and stuff. People don't realize that they've stored many of these uh, videotapes, audio reels, records, cassettes, 
in boxes and they put them in their attics or their closets and uh, sometimes even in their garages. And the heat down here in Florida is very detrimental to them and the tapes are deteriorating. The audio tapes are sticking and many of the videotapes are actually breaking. So we've got to go in and do a lot of restoration and repair before we can even begin the transfer process of getting those things to digital files, CD, DVD, whatever they might uh, request. But uh, if they get them in here, we can usually repair. We're about the 99% rate right now of, of restoration if the tape is not completely uh, destroyed by the elements. And uh, it makes a good point, yeah, for just about every occasion you can think of. Uh, and right now we've had so many graduations and weddings and things like that going on. It keeps us extremely busy, and we've been blessed with all that, Roger. And I also want to point out that network sound and video video can also take photos that you have and photo albums and things like that, even be putting photos in boxes like I've got. I know many of us do uh, scan those photos and slides and create DVD videos for every occasion so they can enjoy them off of your computer. And we don't have to risk having them damaged or lost to fire or floods or leaks or all those kinds of things. Um, now Vito, you, you sent over uh, just before we started a great audio of um, one of the Apollo um, space shots. Just tell us a bit about the background behind that. Yes, we have a client that had recorded just about every uh, program that he could possibly get uh, his hands on uh, with the Apollo, with all the programming, with the early uh, uh, stages of uh, Gemini and Apollo. And I sent you over a little bit of a clip that we had just gotten off of these things. These are remarkable. We, when we transfer these reel-to-reels, they go in real time. In other words, you have to listen to them because they're actually playing in the actual time speed and not being high-speed recorded. And this particular one we had uh, just finished up, uh, it was Apollo 11 from uh, June 1969, and we just had that little excerpt of the moon landing. And hearing uh, right there from the astronauts as they touched down, it was just absolutely amazing. And the announcers at the particular time they were aghast. They couldn't even they couldn't even speak, and it just said, "You say something, I can't say anything." They were you could just hear the uh, the emotion in their hearts, uh, bringing some of that, something like this from 1969 back to life. And we're putting these on CD for folks and also making them in MP3 files for our particular client. But that's just one of the exciting things that we do. In, and uh, and that goes back to 69. Of course, you know, we go back way further than that with some of these archives. But I just wanted to bring that one, bring the light to that particular one. No, that, that, thanks for sharing that, because that just gives us a small slice of what your everyday life is like. And it's very interesting because people... Re, um, just have all these wonderful memories, people from all over the country and even, um, you know, people from out of the country as well bring you these these things that are such important moments of their life or even important moments such as that one in world history and United States history. And you actually get to see and listen and hear these things as you're getting them up to date and transferring them to MP3 files and, and more up to date media. So I'm, I, you've got a very interesting uh, day. I'm sure for you, Vito, every uh, no day is quite the same. No two days are quite the same. No, really, we you can't say that we that any two families are the same, and they bring in everything. Ironically, the same this same week we've gotten in a uh, a basketball game that was ra- a play by play description on radio. Nineteen sixty nine. It was the graduation class in nineteen sixty nine. This is a basketball game uh, between a couple folks, uh, teams up in Pennsylvania. Blow by blow, it's amazing, you know, just to hear that and the crowds cheering and everything. So within that same week, we got two items in at exactly the same year, 1969, uh, completely different ends of the globe, you know, from this space uh, launch to to a basketball game on the hard court, you know. 
That's that's the and it, and it changes every single day. And we get to hear this and revive these things for folks. And friends, you can find Vito Fira at NetworkSoundAndVideo.com. That's NetworkSoundAndVideo.com. Or you can drop by and see him. He's very loca- uh, conveniently located on Ronald Reagan Boulevard uh, in the Big Tree Office Park Plaza right there in Longwood. Yeah, right and next so, uh, to the Big Tree Plaza, uh, Raj. Big, Big Tree Plaza mm-hmm. in, on Ronald Reagan Boulevard in Longwood. And uh, I also want to let you know, Vito, that Pastor Doug Bankston is joining us. He's in the studio right now with us as well. Um, now, Pastor Bankston, do you have a question or, or comment for Vito? Well, uh, first of all, is this one on? Am I on here? Okay. There we go. Uh, Vito, hey, it's great to see uh, to hear you on the program here. And I actually have some tapes that I need to bring down your direction. I've been in recording uh, quite a bit in my lifetime, and so I understand the process of how that uh, you know the metal tape and the, the, the tape recordings can lose their their uh, ability to reproduce over time. So what you're doing is a, a great thing, and people need to take advantage of it. Thanks, Pastor. We appreciate it. Great to talk to you, too. Uh, we've been doing these for years and years and years for various uh, church organizations, schools, libraries, and bringing, bringing things back to date. Uh, we've got a big project right now going on uh, with one of the large uh, megachurches here in Longwood, and we're restoring every audio cassette that they ever did from 1982. And the sermons are just absolutely remarkable, not to mention some of the worship things that are there. As you probably know, some of your sermons are invaluable. And one of the, the pastors thrilled because he's listening to things that he had done 30 years ago and saying, hey, that was a good one. Yeah, you know? yeah. Well, and I mean, he's it's... got his own good stuff coming back at him and is just like thrilled because he completely forgot. And they were on audio cassette. And so we're restoring those to digital and flying them up on Google Drive and things like that. Just amazing ways he could transfer something so old and put it into a new. And we'd love to do something like that for you too, Pastor. Well, you bet. And and being able to capture things that you will lose if you don't, uh, you know, get a hold of them now. Uh, we do two morning services. I have the same set of notes, but both services are different because, different because there's a nuance in different things. So it's it's like that, you know, if you have pictures that are just really special, nothing worse than to try and go back and find that and find that it's decayed and ruined. So... Uh, good job, good work that you're doing there. No, thank you, Pastor, very much. In fact, Pastor Banks is a, an authoritative source on this because I, as I've observed uh, myself, that he, I would say that at your church, Pastor, you're uh, on the on the cutting edge of of videoing things uh, on on technology, basically, and in, in, uh, you know, videotaping your sermons, getting getting things online, all those kinds of things. If, if I'm not mistaken, your son Ben. Handles that whole uh, that whole effort, which is which is very very which is huge. Yeah, we're blessed to have him on staff, and uh, he has both sides of his brain work. You know, you have the creative <laughs> side and logical side, and he has both firing, and we're just real blessed to have him there. Now, uh, Vito, now uh, what other um, you know occasions? Here we are in summer, as I said. You, you mentioned graduations. Uh, you know, I know many people have great graduation memorabilia, and of course, uh, the newer graduates are having wonderful events that they that I'm sure they're. Uh, want to record or are attempting to record for posterity as well. What are there some other, um, you know, uh, special occasions that, that people could use your services? Well, right now, the biggest event is going to be next week, which would be Father's Day. Father's Day is a, a great occasion to do something like this because the dads are the ones that mostly recorded their children. And we see this so many times. We'll see a family of five, and we never see the dad. You hear him because he <laughs> yeah. was on the video camera recording everything. But, boy, what a great gift that would make to re- you know revive some of the family videotapes or record albums or reels that he may have. So that's the next big event that's, uh, that's happening here right now. Oh, and that's a great – I'll take that one step further, Vito. Of course, you know, I – one of the things I always found Father's Day was a difficult day to, to buy for. Um, 
you know, at least my, myself, but, you know, I just had a great idea now is, is or, or, or an idea, I won't go so far as to say it's great, but, but I had an idea is, you know, fa- a lot, yeah, our fathers have great memorabilia, you know, either whether they, you know, they're wartime, you know, they're serving in the military. Many of them, of course, the World War II vets are now Vietnam vets and other other wars. Um, they're they're high school. They're they're sport. They're, for, they're the sports that they participated in, whether high school or college or even pro or you know, just the, the major events of our fathers' lives. You know, they've got pictures and and I'm sure maybe some videotape and maybe some VH tape and stuff. And you know, I mean, they're you know. Fathers being fathers, they don't talk about those things much anymore, and or, or you know they they're so focused on the family. So I think that would be a phenomenal gift. Would be um, you know to bring some of that stuff over to you and have you make a, a wonderful uh, DVD or, or, or video. That's of exactly our, right. Our father's yeah. memorabilia, memorabilia. That's that's correct. And and we take a lot of these things that are in all the different formats, whether they are uh, thirty-five millimeter slides, actual photographs, video clips, what you whatever you may have into a slideshow production. So it covers two things. It gets a nice gift together and puts all these pieces together for the special occasion, but it also gives the opportunity to start to collect some of these things that may be just starting to curl up, lose their color, et cetera, et cetera, and get those into a new uh, format so it can stay with the digital age. So, yeah, it's a great point right there, Roger. Well, Bito, it's great. I know you're busy. Uh, Time for our first break. Thank you for checking in with us, and really appreciate the great work that you do, and thanks for keeping us updated and sharing with our listeners and the great service you provide for our listeners. Well, thank you, Raj, and everyone have a blessed day there. Bito Fira, Network Sound and Video. You can reach him at networksoundandvideo.com or conveniently located in the Big Tree Office Park on Ronald Reagan Boulevard in Longwood. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back with Pastor Doug Bankson on The Roger Franklin Williams Show. Welcome back to the Roger Franklin Williams Show. And now, here's Roger. And this is my Welcome back to the Roger Franklin Williams Show. Great to be with you today. I want to thank you for the opportunity to join you as we talk about the issues that affect us in our community, our state, and our nation. And of course, on the Roger Franklin Williams Show, we talk about those issues from a perspective that honors America's founding traditions of God, family, country. And we're so beautifully articulated in our founding documents, such as the Declaration of Independence, our Constitution, our justice system, which is based on the concept of innocent until proven guilty. All these wonderful things are unique to our America, unique to our heritage, and we obviously are in a battle, which is just the way it's been from day one, to preserve our founding traditions, and um, and that's our mission on our program is to be a part of that effort. I know many of you, most of you are out there fighting that same battle yourselves on a daily basis, and it's wonderful to be able to come together once a week and share with you a little bit um, and have great guests as well. We're pleased to be joined right now by Pastor Doug Bankson, who is also an Apopka City Commissioner. Of course, he's the senior pastor of Victory Church World Outreach Center in Apopka. Before we go to Pastor Bankson, I want to let you know, of course, our program is sponsored by Doctor, our friend, Doctor Patrick Saint Germain, Saint Germain Chiropractic, and BurnFatOrlando.com. Doctor Patrick Saint Germain, proud to be voted best chiropractor for now five years in a row. And I do want to give you one more word about our friend Vito Ferra over at Network Sound and Video. They're very easy to reach at NetworkSoundAndVideo.com. That's NetworkSoundAndVideo.com. Now let's go back to. We'll go to Pastor Doug Bankson. And, Pastor, thanks for coming over. Great to see you today. Hey, it's great to be here, Roger. 
And you, why don't we just get started? I mean, you you uh, do so many things in the community, so many positive things. Wear many hats. <laughs> it, um, I'm really looking forward to talking to you to share about a lot of those. In fact, I, of course, most recently saw you, as I always do, every year at the wonderful Memorial Day service, uh, from, sponsored by the city of Apopka and uh, the Altamont Apopka, Apopka Altamont Springs VFW post and Commander Artie Vecchio. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we always enjoy being there, and I, I can't count how many years now in a row, but it's one of my absolute favorite events because, again, Memorial Day is a time where we look forward to going and just you know having time out with the family, go barbecue, go do this and that, but I think it's so important that we pass down from generation to generation why we celebrate that day, and, and so I like that event so much. It's, uh, it's a time for us to really remember and be thankful for the freedoms that we have and why we have them. And of course, one of my highlights of the event is always the performances by you and your your father and your brother. Yeah, it's always uh, wonderful to do that. We used to travel full time and do that, of course. And so now, uh, you know, I don't get to do that that often. And so that's always uh, something we look forward to. But it's just we, of course, talk about it every year on the show. But once again, you really can't really. I want to continue to emphasize that the work that Artie Vecchio does and all the men, the, the great veterans at the uh, Altamonte Popka uh, VFW post located in Popka, and of course. Uh, John uh, Mayor John Land was a driving force in establishing this wonderful event, and of course, with the help of Artie, it's it's been uh, a tradition for for many, for, de- for decades now. And he was just reinstalled as the commander for the 25th year, and uh, Artie just keeps going. I'm telling you. And of course, Artie served with General Patton, uh, yeah. Patton's Third Army in the Battle of the Bulge. Well, Pastor, look, why don't we start and just tell us about a little bit more about you know, your church, Victory Church World Outreach Center, and and you know, your role as senior pastor there. Well, of course, we founded the church back in uh, 1995, which literally just a handful of people in what used to be the Paramount Health Club, which has now been replaced by the new 24-Hour Fitness. And uh, it, it just was one of those things that uh, we stepped out to obey the, the touch of God in our heart to reach out to the community. We love our city. And, uh, you know, our our goal from the very beginning is not to come in. Uh, we, we say it this way. We didn't come to compete, but to complete, because the body of Christ is much larger than that. And I think growing up and traveling as we did, we saw so many different ones. We we went beyond denominational barriers that many times kind of keep, keep people separated. And, and, of course, there are things that people differ on, but uh, the core beliefs of salvation in Jesus Christ and, and his redemptive work is what is the common bond. And so that's something that, that I really like to do is to be a uniter on the things that uh, we value together. And so the church uh, grew very well from there. We have a congregation uh, uh, you know, I heard someone say, well, between two and 3,000, it's, well, two and 3,000, <laughs> just two, but we're about 200 to 250 and have a wonderful congregation and uh, very much involved here. And we're excited right now with the new responsibilities that I've taken. Different ones have said, well, how are you able to do these things? It's because many people have stepped up into places of leadership and taking those roles. And one of the things that we're doing this year, uh, my oldest two sons have both been very involved in the church now, both pastors on staff, and taking a lot of the responsibilities there. And we've started a new small group ministry, which really ministers to specific areas, needs, uh, commonalities that people have. And uh, so allow us, no matter how large you could grow, you still stay very interconnected. And that's the thing that's really important, that we, we, we're connected with one another. You know, it's not simply going and hearing a lecture, but it's uh, being a part of a, a united family and body. I, I say it this way, there's three paradigms that the church has. They're a body, they're an army, and they're a family. And we have to take all of those paradigms when we realize what we're called to do in the earth. And uh, so it, it's been going very well. We're very excited. We also have a school uh, from uh, preschool on up to uh, 12th grade, and it's growing, and we're looking for more room right now and uh, very excited about that. So. 
uh, it's a very vibrant church making a huge impact in in not only just the Popkin community but throughout Central Florida. And I'm very happy to have you share with us today. Now I noticed that Pastor, that you as a you know, have you take a very active role in the community as you know as as part of your your role as senior pastor of Victory Church, but also um, in addition to I might say, um, what, what what is it that you know what has led you to to be so active community wise? And I'm not talking specifically about your your you know city city council mm-hmm. duties. We'll talk about that a little bit later. But just mm-hmm. you know, long long before that, you and your your father and, and mm-hmm. the members of your church, which it's been very hands on, I guess, if you will, in in helping to build the uh, the Apopka community. Well, you know, our relationship with God, it's of course first internal. And that has to be where it springs from, uh, our relationship with him. But many times people will keep that simply, you know, as Jesus said in, in the uh, Sermon on the Mount, we don't hide the light under a bushel basket. It's not just what it does for me individually, but then we're supposed to let that light shine, you know. And he said right there, let men see your good works, that they'll glorify your Father. You know, when they see who you are and what you do, it causes them to be more open to the message that you carry. And so we really believe that that's what we're called to do as the church, to be salt and light and uh, let the light shine. And so uh, we have another theme from our neighborhoods to the nations. We have a, a vision. We have ministers going out. In fact, my oldest son is going to the Philippines next week, and we have a minister that we've worked with for years there. And it is literally very close to what's been in the news lately there. So, uh, of course, we have a lot of prayer, and we've talked about that, and uh, he really knows that he's supposed to go at this time. So, literally from our neighborhoods to the nations to reach out and, and shine the light of God's love and his gospel. We're speaking with Pastor Doug Bankson, and you're listening to the Roger Franklin Williams Show. It's great to be with you today. Pastor Bankson is the senior pastor of Victory Church World Outreach Center. He's also on the Apopka City Council. We'll talk about that a little bit later in our show. Now, uh, Pastor, I know you, you've got a, one of the things that, you know, as a native of, of Apopka community and, and, you know, and have moved back there, you know, couple years ago that that I love many things about a pop but one of the things is just the uh, the kind of people that mm-hmm. that that live here and it just I'm all literally constantly amazed at so many good selfless you giving community spirited people li- live in, in the same town basically and it it's something that that I think about a lot and I'm fascinated by some of them you know grew up there and have stayed uh, others have moved away and moved back like myself Still, others have moved from somewhere else, but but you know from all over the, the globe, literally. Mm-hmm. But still, have the all three groups seem to have certain shared values uh, and an approach, a philosophy to life, which is I guess centered in in helping others and, and, and giving back. And I know you have a, an interesting story about how you came to live in a popkin. I'd, I'd love to have you share that with us. Well, uh, again, we traveled and sang gospel music all of our lives growing up, and uh, when we came to be relocated here. Literally, I remember the day that we moved here, and uh, what's amazing is all these years later, the very building that now is our church, it used to be a Winn-Dixie, and it has a very interesting history going all the way back, uh, that it was literally first property that had been purchased for a church to be built on, and then uh, they decided to relocate. I believe it was First Baptist, if uh, my history's correct on that, and so it was sold to a seed company, and uh, Mayor Land, actually, when we dedicated our building, he told us a lot of these things. And then from a seed company, which, you know, is used to feed, then it went to uh, the grocery store, which when we first moved here, that's what it was. Then it was the HRS building, which helped to feed people that are in need. And now we help feed. So I think that was an interesting uh, chain throughout history. Thread. But the day that we first came, uh, literally pulled into town and my father pulled into the grocery store and, to find directions. And, and what, what year was that? Uh, 1982. 
And um, so when he pulled in, he went into the store. We were still in the, the motor home there that we had. And he came back out and his first words were, these are the friendliest people I've ever met. Now, understand we've traveled. I've been to 48 of the 50 states, several nations. So we're well-traveled. Dad's been very well-traveled. And it really was the first impression. And that is so true. And we fell in love with Apopka. And that's really a root of a lot of the service that is in my heart to serve this community. I love this community and want to give back and, and want to keep that alive. And I think that came as well. Uh, that's one of the reasons I love Mayor Land. He really helped to bring that, I believe, into the city. That was his nature. And uh, it's a very part of our culture, our personality, and a very, very a drawing thing. I think that's why people are drawn here. Thank you for that, for that great story. And, um, you know, it's, it's one of another th- you know, Debbie Turner has a great story uh, as well um, about how she just, this is another example, she came to a pop. I'll let, I should let her tell the whole story, but if I got, have it correctly, just a part of it was she was, um, you know, uh, in transition in her life and was kind of just passing through. Apopka, and she, I think she had something like she had money for one night of a hotel room or something like that. She ended up staying in Apopka, and the next morning, she re- literally randomly met somebody that, you know, said, hey, you need to stay here, and she got a job, you know, on the spot, and <laughs> I don't know if that's a hundred, you know, that, that's pretty much the crux of the story, which is, which real, I just find it really fascinating. Yeah, yeah. Well, and I think, too, you know, God is watching over us, and sometimes we think we stumble upon a thing. But I think he's sitting back smiling, saying, finally. <laughs> Absolutely great point. Friends, we're going to take a quick break in a moment. We'll be back with Pastor Doug Bankson on the Roger Franklin Williams Show. Before we go to break, I want to let you know that if you're looking for a auto repair shop that will care for your car, truck, SUV, or any other vehicle with old-school honesty, dependability, and integrity, I urge you to get over to see Demetrius and Odysseus Virgos at Sheeler Auto Repair. No job is too big or too small for the guys at Sheila Auto Repair. You can trust the guys at Sheila Auto Repair. They're located in 1908 South Orange Trail, Apopka. In fact, that's where I take my car. Get over and see Demetrius and Odysseus today at Sheila Auto Repair and tell them, of course, that Roger Franklin Williams sent you. We'll be back in just a moment with Pastor Doug Bankson, Senior Pastor of the Victory Church World Outreach Center in Apopka and a member of the Apopka City Council. Please stay with us. Welcome back to the Roger Franklin Williams Show. And now, here's Roger. And this is my team. Welcome back to the Roger Franklin Williams Show. Great to be with you today is a program that dedicated to protecting, preserving, and defending America's founding traditions of God, family, country. Hope you enjoyed our segment with our friends from over at St. Barnabas Episcopal School in DeLand, head of school, Mr. Paul Garcia and Mr. Dave Dugo, the director of admissions, Kind of a great school. It's a great institution of learning uh, at St. Barnabas. In fact, that's not even the right term. It's just a wonderful school for kids to go and get a great start in life. They start with pre-kindergarten. They also have elementary all the way through middle school, and it's in a beautiful um, campus. As I said before, I can't imagine a better, more beautiful campus of any private school, public school, college in America, right in the heart of old school DeLand. We're going to go to Seminole County Comptroller and Clerk of Court Grant Malloy in just a moment. Before we do, I want to, of course, share a word about our friends over at Porky's Original Barbecue, a pop good. What I want to tell you about today is, of course, you know that Porky's has a great menu of a lot of great barbecue, whether it's chicken, beef, pork, pulled pork, uh, 
and all the traditional barbecue favorites, but they've also got some great specialty sandwiches and some great specialty meals. And that's what I want to tell you about today is the, the Sheriff Kevin Berry Feast for Four. So once again, it's a unique Porky's one-of-a-kind original. You can get one pound of spare ribs, a half chicken, a half pound of pork, four large sides, four pieces of garlic toast, and it's all just for $37.49, $37.49. Of course, that sounds like a family meal for some people. For others, it might be a meal for themselves. In fact, I saw a couple of, a couple of old boys at Porky's earlier in the week. It looks like looked like they were chowing down on a Sheriff Kevin Berry feast for four for each one of them. However you would choose to get it, it's only available at Porky's. And get over and tell them Roger Franklin Williams sent you and ask them about the Roger Franklin Williams show special, which is also the Sheriff Kevin Berry feast for four. It's always a great day at Porky's. Now let's go to Grant Malloy, clerk of court and comptroller for Simmel County. Grant, thank you for joining us. Hey, Roger, thanks for having me on. I sure appreciate it. Now, can you bring us up to date? First of all, I know you want to talk about you've made a a great breakthrough and a a new development with the passports and making passports more accessible to citizens of Seminole County. I want to talk about that. But also give us an update because, you know, as you've joined us, you know, consistently, you've um, shared that you've encountered, I guess, some static, if you will, uh, in your relationship with the Seminole County government and, uh, you know, some turf issues, for lack of a better phrase, over how you um, you know are authorized or how you choose to to invest the money that comes into the clerk clerk's office and um, you know some some you know I guess disagreements if you will uh, with Seminole County government um, you've been bringing us up to date on that give it, give us a report to where things stand now right it seems things have kind of died down a bit um, I took the position that you know under the state law and the state constitution uh, following that uh, the County Commission gets to set the investment portfolio. They give general guidance as to what is okay to invest in and how long you invest it in. But after that, the day-to-day operation occurs from the clerk's office, the comptroller office. That's the checks and balances. So after a lot of the, uh, you know, kind of back and forth on that issue, and, and we just went forward and did our job and just pleased to report that by changing around the investments and, and finding some very competitive money markets by what are called uh, Qualified Public Depositories. Uh, the state of Florida uh, insures that money, and it's, uh, you know, very safe investments. We're able to generate, uh, by our estimates, over $3 million more per year interest. And uh, some of these investments we changed around had a uh, 285% increase in rate of return because we went from a very low-paying checking account um, to some some better investments in these uh, bank money markets. So we're generating a lot of money, and I've relayed that. We sent our reports to the commission, and they have been very quiet. So I guess they're happy with, with what we've been doing, and we'll continue to you know, protect the assets of Seminole County and invest it in a prudent manner and get the taxpayers the best return we can while keeping it safe. So seems to be working a lot better. Um, we're doing our job, and I haven't heard any complaints the past month. We're speaking with Seminole County Clerk of Court and Comptroller Grant Malloy on the Roger Franklin Williams Show today. And now, Grant, talk, bring us up to date on the passports, because I know you've had a, that was one of your, uh, you know, one of the items on your agenda to help serve the citizens uh, of Seminole County better, make uh, getting a passport easier and more accessible. And, you know, as you shared with us, you had some unanticipated obstacles in dealing with, uh, I guess, the federal bureaucracy on making that happen. But, but you may, had, had some great progress and a great breakthrough, and I'd like to have you share that with us. Yes, uh, I'm really pleased to announce that after all, you know, we've given lots of updates here over the past few months. Finally, on June 6th, uh, we will be able uh, to launch our passport acceptance facility over at, it's going to be at one location at the Clerk's Record Center, which is 1750 Lake Mary Boulevard. That's East Lake Mary Boulevard. It's going towards the Sanford Airport. 
So at that location on Tuesday, June 6th, we will start issuing uh, uh, passports. Well, we don't actually issue. We process them and then forward it to the Miami Passport Facility. But we get you all the paperwork together. Our hours will be 830 to 3, and we'll take walk-ins. So we're not going to do appointments. But uh, this will be the only place in Seminole County you'll be able to do walk-in uh, passport service where no appointment will be necessary. The, the other two post offices have about one month waiting list. So we're, we think it's going to be a great service. Uh, I can throw out uh, our phone number. It's uh, 407-665-4337 if you have questions regarding passports. We should have some information up uh, soon uh, at SeminoleClerk.org with the latest on there. And you'll, In fact, you'll find a whole new website with information as well at SeminoleClerk, excuse me, SeminoleClerk.org. So we're really excited to announce this. Uh, this is just part of uh, offering you know better service and the high, highest quality of uh, services to people in Seminole County, and I think it'll be uh, very well used. And we're going to try to get more places to ish, uh, do passports in the future. At this point, the State Department uh, has, has allowed us to do this one, and we'll take it. Speaking with Grant Malloy, Comptroller and Clerk of Court for Seminole County on the Roger Franklin Williams Show right now. Glad that you're joining us as well. Um, I want to let you know, of course, that our program is sponsored by our friend, Dr. Patrick St. Germain, St. Germain Chiropractic, and BurnFatOrlando.com. Dr. Patrick St. Germain, proud to be voted best chiropractor for now six years in a row. Now, now Grant, I know that you know, you, you've got a kind of a comprehensive effort, which a lot of what you've shared with us, um, and it was actually part of what you shared before you got elected. It was part of your agenda to make the Crooked Court's office and Comptroller's office in Seminole County uh, more accessible to the citizens, more user-friendly, if you will, to, um, to the citizens throughout Seminole County. Uh, can you share a little bit more about your, you know, some of the successes you've been having recently? I know specifically that you are making a lot of upgrades in, in the IT department. Yes. Uh, we, uh, I mentioned uh, earlier we have a new website at SeminoleClerk.org, and you'll, you'll see it's a very modern-looking website now, and it's laid out in a way that you're going to be able to get news and information uh, very easily. We'll be putting forms on there uh, that you won't, so you won't have to come into our office. You can get forms online. Uh, the big thing people are really looking forward to is when we start putting all the court records online, like most other counties have, and we hope to have that up in about two months. Uh, um, we're going to have a really state-of-the-art technology. We're putting in uh, brand-new servers right now that will speed up the uh, speed of our employees working. It'll give the capacity where we can put things online. And so it's really going to be state of art. I think Seminole County Clerks and Comptroller's Office uh, will be probably uh, one, if not the premier clerk and comptroller office in the state of Florida very shortly. we got some great people, and it's a solid organization. And by just um, fine-tuning some of this IT stuff, launching some new products, you know, we're doing accepting credit cards now at the counter. That will soon be online as well. We'll also have a, a, a phone number you could call in and do payment by line on a, a secure uh, service provider. So all these things are coming around. We're really excited about it and uh, sure appreciate the opportunity to spread that information around to Central Florida. Speaking with Grant Malloy, Comptroller and Clerk of Court for Seminole County. Yeah, Grant, I know one of the things, you know, as we've talked off the air as well, you know, you've gotten some of these ideas. I mean, you had a lot of these ideas as a, just as a citizen. You know, I mean, I think that's one of the great mm-hmm. things about you is that, you know, it, as I have, have observed for 30 plus years, and this is kind of a dynamic that happens in the corporate world too, um, is is people, uh, you know, start out, uh, people people who eventually become elected officials, most, if not all, you know, most, not all, but most, um, start out from a citizen's perspective. And they want, the reason they get involved is they want government to be more responsive to citizens, regardless of how they define that. And, you know, they become motivated to get involved in certain 
percentage of them eventually get elected. And then, but one thing I sadly observed is once people get elected, they stop thinking like a citizen and they start thinking like a, a government employee, if you will, or a member of government or a member of the elites or whatever. And I think that one of the great things about you is you, you, you continue to think, see the world through the eyes of a citizen and you continue to just ask yourself, um, I don't even know if you even do this consciously, uh, um, but you know, how, how can government better serve the citizens? And now that you're in, in, the, in a very important role in government in Summit County, you, you continue to have that perspective and that mentality. And, you know, as part of that, I, I know that you've actually, you, you're out there, you're not claustered in your office, is what I'm getting to. You're out there visiting uh, on the line, visiting the offices, visiting uh, jury duty and things like that, and actually seeing uh, how your office and the, and the employees of your office interface uh, every day with the citizens. Can, can you address that part of, yeah, of your, well, your role? Things, yeah, yeah, I'd be happy to. And, and the way I look at it as an elected official, uh, there seems you're you're correct. A lot of them seem to get elected, and then within a few months, they're wrapped up in the chamber of commerce meetings, and you know, the, leaving what the lobbyists say, and, and pretty soon their egos get very inflated. You know, generally speaking, there, there's a lot of good ones. But the way I look at it, I'm just a regular guy. You know, I'm not smarter than anybody that's walking into that office. I treat everybody with the respect they deserve. I don't care if you're coming into the office with a three-piece suit, or you know, you're coming in with your shorts and your uh, head on backwards, uh, paying a fine. Uh, everybody gets treated with the same respect. I'm no smarter than anybody else. So I'm always looking for ideas. You know, how can we do things better? Think outside the box and uh, keep challenging the employees. I get a lot of, I get a lot of good ideas from my employees that, that have come forward and say, hey, we could do this different. I'll give you like one example. Uh, you could come into a courthouse in Seminole County. If you're in a civil courthouse, you could not get a printout of a criminal case. You'd have to drive to the criminal courthouse and vice versa. Like, why is this occurring? And it's like, well, it's always been this way. It's like, well, no, we're going to change it. So we changed that last week. You can go to any courthouse, any branch, any location. You can get any document from any, you know, branch of the clerk's office, whether it's records, civil, criminal, traffic. So really thinking out, reevaluating everything. And the other clerks and comptrollers of the state of Florida got a lot of great ideas, too. One of the things I'm going to get to down the road is do what Pinellas County does, that you can search every expense of county government, every penny can be is in a searchable database that you can go onto the clerk and comptroller website and see how your tax dollars are being spent. I think that's a great idea. Time for another break. Uh, you're listening to the Roger Franklin Williams Show. Welcome back. Good to have you here for the Roger Franklin Williams Show. Central Florida's connection to news, views, and interviews. Important to you. And this is my turn. And now, back to the studio. Here's Roger Franklin Williams. Welcome back to the Roger Franklin Williams Show. It's great to be with you today as we talk about the issues that affect us in our community, our state, and our nation. Right now, we're pleased to be joined by Pastor Doug Bankson, the senior pastor of Victory Church World Outreach Center in Apopka. He also serves as a city commissioner in the city of Apopka. We'll go back to Pastor Bankson in just a moment, but we do want to let you know and give you a word, a weekly word from our friends over at Porky's Original Barbecue. Of course, you know about the famous great sandwiches at Porky's, such as the Jumbo Monster Ribeye Sandwich, their famed Jumbo Monster Ribeye Sandwich. They've got other great specialty sandwiches, such as the Barbecue Cuban, the Pig Dip, the Mac Daddy Burger, which is a huge chunk of ground beef covered with macaroni and cheese. You could also get that on garlic toast. Of course, a signature pulled pork and beef brisket sandwiches, among many, many other great items. I do want to let you know right now about the, one of the other great unique dishes at Porky's is the Sheriff Kevin Berry Feast for Four. And that's a one pound, one pound of spare ribs, a half chicken, a half pound of pork, four large sides, 
four pieces of garlic toast, all for just $37.49. And it's only at Porky's Original Barbecue Apopka. Get over to see Steve and the gang. Get over to see Steve and Heather and Woody and all the gang over at Porky's Original Barbecue Apopka. And, of course, tell them Roger Franklin Williams sent you. And ask for the Sheriff Kevin Berry feast for four. Now back to Pastor Doug Bankson. Now, and Pastor, I do want to address you know talk about your role now on your on the Apopka City Council. And you know when you chose to run um, in in that race, I've had uh, several people, and I didn't necessarily feel this way myself, but uh, uh, say, well, gee, uh, why would a pastor be running for political office? Aren't those two completely different worlds? And uh, so anyway, I'll just throw that. I'm sure you've got you've probably had similar questions and along the way and. Just like to, to ask that question for you and have you share it with our listeners. Yeah, you know, of course, that that is a common thought. And yet, if you go back to the founders, I mean, there were 52 of our founders of the signers that actually had a ministerial degree. Uh, there were several of them that were full-time ministers. Many of them ministers. were members of the clergy. Yeah, and uh, so that is filtering, and I believe, through the years uh, to bring a separation of that. And, of course, the, the whole debate of separation of church and state and where that came from and why it's it's been put into our, our legal thought. But... Uh, you know, it, it really, the very founding principles that we have are something that I hold dear. I've always had an interest in, you know, our nation, of course, and the founding of our nation. The fact that liberty, so many of the liberties that we have literally come directly from from the Bible, from a Christian worldview. And, in fact, one of the main ones was that God's intent, if you go back to First Samuel, God's intent was not that they have a king, but they be able to be self-governed in a form of government. That literally came from God's desire. And then the people wanted it till he finally said, okay, you know, to the prophet Samuel, give them what they want, but tell them what they're going to get, you know? And so our founders really drew from those things and yet protected it as true Christianity. Never, you you cannot force someone to be a Christian because it's something that's a choice of the heart. So, um, you know, through the years, that's that's been a tug of war. And I think that to me, something that's a, a real uh, important issue that that we're really struggling with today is what is the definition of rule of law? And uh, I, I think many times people don't understand what that is. And I don't want to get away, I guess, you know, the question that you originally asked was, why am I doing this as a minister? Um, number one, I love our community, and I'm a member of the community, regardless of what I do as a job, as anyone can be on there, regardless of the job that they do. It is a vocation to me. It's a It's a calling to me. But to serve my community is also something that uh, I believe everyone should do. Um, I I began to see a climate that concerned me, uh, a a tear and a rift beginning to happen in our community that I I really wanted to be a part of the answer, part of bringing that together. And of course, what's sad when the political things happen, there are things that are said, things that are done. I always want to bring be one that's going to bring healing. So, um, you know, I'm also... I have a fiscal a fiscal responsibility that I feel that uh, you know I, I want to bring that to the table as well. But getting back to that rule of law, I think that's a foundational issue. To many, rule of law simply means the law rules, but it's actually a broader definition because the law itself has to have rules or guidelines. What were those guidelines? Like a football field, you have an end zone. If you cross the the uh, the, the goal line, you score. Correct? Well, yes, unless you go out of bounds. So there are there's not only a goal line, but there are sidelines. The sidelines, our founders said, were the laws of nature and nature's God, where they kept it from being simply um, everyone has to be ruled by Christian belief. It really was the foundation that there is a creator. And though you may have a different belief, he expressed his laws through nature and we all can observe those. And so it became something that, uh, in a sense, left the ability for people to vary in their views as they believe in God. First of all, the belief in God is the foundation of all of our freedoms. 
And uh, but from there, the rule of law is the side, the guidelines. This is why we can't simply say majority rules. What if enough people say we want to have cannibalism? Well, if rule of law simply means once you make a law, it rules everyone. Wait a minute. There's guidelines for that. And uh, of course, you know, it gives a great definition to your friends having you over for dinner, you know. So uh, it can't simply be mob rule, mobocracy or, or democracy we're a democratic republic. And so when we understand why they did those things, it would give us a greater, greater understanding of why it is a Judeo-Christian foundation that is built upon, yet gives liberty to all. And uh, so these are things that are a big part of why I'm involved in this. And also throughout Scripture, you see different things. One paradigm that shifted for me, because I prayed quite a bit about this, should I be doing this? And one paradigm that another minister shared with me that kind of opened my eyes, you know, Jesus many times dealt with the Pharisees. We see that as a religious argument, but literally they were, that was the law. That was their civil law, not just their, their ceremonial laws and different things, but the civil law. And so many times he took them to task about law. Jesus himself did. And he said, you make laws that you put upon others that you yourself don't even keep. Washington needs to get that one. <laughs> so I was just uh, thinking about that. You know, uh, and so it again. the ruling class, absolutely. Yeah. And so his idea was always a liberty. God protects our right to have free will. And even if we choose not to follow him, he'll honor that. Now, we, we won't like the destination. As I like to say there, you know, in eternity, there's two uh, different destinations, smoking and non-smoking. And uh, I prefer not to be lit up. So, you know, there is a way to reconcile with the God of this universe. And, of course, that's the foundation of my personal beliefs. And those don't change because of who I am. My principles don't change. But I understand the difference between the hat that I wear there and uh, between my ministry and what I, I teach and preach there. Thank you for sharing that with us. And, uh, you know, and I just want to make the point that I, I didn't, you know, I wasn't one that thought it was unusual at all, because as, as you said, if you, if you study the, the founding of the country, the clergy, especially the New England clergy, was heavily involved in, in, in you know, what we would call politics, if you will, the founding of the country. And it wasn't unusual at all. In fact, you know, as you said, many of the, the um, you know, the some of the founders were actually uh, ordained clergy, and the, the clergy was a major element of the political discourse, especially uh, in the Federalist Party mm-hmm. back in the day. And I, I guess this is another topic for another show, but I do want to just put on the on the record, um, especially now that you're here you know, with me, is, and, and you have such vast knowledge of this as well. You know, the, the concept of separation of church and state that, that, <laughs> that's been inculcated, sadly, into our society, in which our you know, students, public school students, have been brainwashed into, is, I would say... Generally speaking, essentially the exact opposite oh, yeah. of the intent of the original separation of church and state, if you will. And most people don't even realize the concept of church and state isn't even isn't even in the Constitution. But but it's a legitimate concept, and it was coined. The phrase was coined by Thomas Jefferson, and and the reason he coined the phrase was in, of course, a letter to the I believe it was the Danbury Church in, in Connecticut mm-hmm. uh, because they had written him because they were concerned that him becoming president was going to infringe upon. The, the, the you know, religious liberties, and he was assuring them that no, because um, th- there's the a wall of separation, of and and the government can't right. uh, infringe upon uh, the the rights of of, of the, the religious freedoms of the citizens. So, um, sadly, that's been completely turned upside down, and and, and now we do we have government infringing on yeah. our religious liberties every single day. Well, what's interesting is, and again, we were founded as a Judeo-Christian nation, and it wasn't until the last half of this last century that that began to shift, and everyone's thinking eighty-three establishment clause was redefined. And that's the danger of redefining original intent. But if you and go back, point, it was the Supreme Court that really yeah. set these wheels in motion to, to really to turn turn the, turn you know, the concept of uh, concept of separation of church and state up, upside down. Yeah. 
And, uh, you know, going back to the First Amendment, very interesting. One of the reasons the Danbury Baptists actually were the ones that approached Jefferson on this was because the First Amendment, if you look at the original drafts, you find the intention and they were trying to, you know, you know, the parsing of words is so important. And so they really looked over this. But their purpose in that was really to deal with the different denominations within the Christian Mindset, And that's what the Baptists were concerned about, that uh, I think it was the Methodists of another state. Uh, they're like, now you're not going to make laws that will make us obey Methodist doctrine versus Baptist doctrine. And that was his purpose in writing. And so it really was to protect a Judeo-Christian mindset, which gave liberty to everyone. It did not force anyone to become a Christian. That's not what a Christian nation means. But it means that the foundation of our law was Western law, which was based upon, uh, you know, a Judeo-Christian value. And it's important to say Judeo-Christian because some look at that and they cite Old Testament passages which seem very, you know, barbaric to their mindset. But it is bringing the fullness of what the grace of Jesus Christ brought to the earth. And it shifted that thinking. So it is the greatest liberty that there is if people could really understand it. Well, Pastor, it's great to have you join us. We're just kind of we could talk for hours, I think. But, um, you know, it's, uh, we're near kind of the end. But if you can do it in about a minute, because this is one thing that I wanted to address and you brought it up, too. Is we had Pastor Daniel uh, Daryl Morgan on recently, and in um, you know, a- after the, the the wonderful prayer breakfast, Mayor's prayer breakfast, and I did want to mention too about the VFW uh, service. It, I, I salute Mayor Kilsheimer for continuing this yes. wonderful service, and he does a lot of hard work to continue to con- keep this great tradition alive. I, I mentioned Mayor Land specifically because yeah. it was really he was the originator of it, but it's wonderful to see Mayor Kilsheimer continue it on and, and put as much as he is into honoring our veterans, but. Um, I just um, yeah the, the spirit of divisiveness in Apopka. And, mm. Yeah, we, I guess I only have a few seconds, but it, it, do you have a word that you could share with us about that? And do you see any uh, any light in the tunnel of, of of working through some of that? Well, there's nothing wrong with bringing the crucible uh, of ideas together. That's what our liberty is about: bringing the ideas, but we don't have to bring the animosity with it. And uh, we need to have the liberty to present different sides. But when it gets personal, um, all that. In fact, there's a verse that uh, I really like. It says that Paul. Paul gave this caution. He says, be careful when you bite and devour each other. You'll end up being consumed by one another. Uh, A house divided can't stand, we know Jesus himself said. And so finding the commonalities, working together, and bringing the ideas that cause a pop to go forward and be united as a people is important. Pastor Doug Banks and and Commissioner Doug Banks, thank you for joining us. Yes, sir. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.